Hello and welcome. You're listening to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that God has given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. I invite you to check us out at SOH. Dot church. Download our mobile app and you can get a free digital Bible on there. But even more so, we've got a great online community that I believe that you would love to be a part of. We pray together, we laugh, we post funny things, and uh, it would just be awesome for you to be a part of it. If you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts, like, share, subscribe, turn on your notifications. We don't want you to miss anything. So, continuing through Matthew chapter eight and uh had a couple days off certainly wasn't an uneventful couple days off uh was able to speak at an awesome cafe called the forgiven cafe really great people really welcoming people and then uh closed out the series on uh on joseph and walking in the footsteps of god and over at sound of heaven so it was just an awesome weekend and then came home and did the regular uh yard work. So a little sore today, but uh, excited to be with you. Just a recap. Uh, we Jesus comes out of the Sermon on the Mount, right? He's talking about the concepts and the principles of the kingdom. And then all of a sudden he does what we should all be doing, right? Not only talking about it, but doing it, right? Not just being hearers of the word, or even speakers of the word, right? The scribes could go ahead and they could uh, recite scripture back, right, left. You know what I'm saying. But it's about exhibiting. And if you remember at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, it said that the people marveled at Jesus because he spoke as one with authority, not just as, not just like the scribes, not just the people that could memorize, but he spoke as one with authority. And we see Jesus heading out into the countryside and he starts exhibiting that authority. And what does he start doing right away? He starts healing the sick. He starts performing signs and miracles. And he was healing people that society would deem, you know, unapproachable lepers, Roman soldiers, mother-in-laws. Well, that last one was a joke, but he did heal Peter's uh, mother-in-law. For my mother-in-law that's out there, you know, I love you and I would heal you in a second. So um, whether I, so now, and and then what happens, right? So, and then people are getting excited about this. So they come up to Jesus and they say, Hey, we want in. We want to be with you. It says that, that a scribe came up and, and said, we want in. And then what did Jesus say? He said, you sure about that? He says, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And it's not because Jesus was destitute. He's letting them know that the following God is going to take some element of getting out of your comfortability right? You're going to have to keep it moving, but it's going to be worth it. So Jesus is laying out what it means to operate in the kingdom in terms of a mindset. He's laying out what it means to exhibit your authority 
as a child of God in the kingdom. And he's letting them know that, hey, this isn't all just miracles and celebrations. This is going where wherever it's needed. And so many of us, we enjoy our comfort and we don't want to leave our comfort or we want to go and, you know, minister every once in a while. But you, we start to realize that our life is a ministry. Not that God doesn't want you comfortable, not that he doesn't want you feeling safe and being able to establish yourself, but they had a mission ahead of them. And I believe God can balance you in your life being comfortable and and, and establishing a, a life here, but also giving you opportunities. And are you willing to move when God wants you to move when it's time? So we are... Now going to get to a part in Matthew chapter eight, where they jump into a boat and they are heading over the Sea of Galilee, which is uh, technically a lake, but it's huge. It's so, so big that if you're in the middle of it, I don't believe that you could see land on any side. And some of you who know me know that uh, in in the past, I have uh, been a shark fisherman. Um, And I won't say that I, I won't call myself a deep sea fisherman by any stretch. Um, but, um, I've definitely been out there on rough days. I've, I've fished the shark tournaments, uh, and it is, uh, an awesome experience. I love being out on the boat. I love uh, fishing. We almost won a bunch of times. We never did win. Uh, but pulling in a, a shark that's a couple hundred pounds is, is a really cool experience. Um, but when you're out there and there is, when you can't see any land, and it's rough because some days, of course, you're in the ocean, right? It's rough. You start to get a sense of physically how small you are compared to the creation around you, right? And it is a humbling experience because you know that at any point in time, there could be a rogue wave, there could be a, a, a wrong move, there could be a, a blown engine, and you are all of a sudden at the mercy of the world around you. And it's not a good feeling. As much as you love it, there's still something in the pit of your stomach. I give those guys that are on like the deadliest catch, a, I, I give them a lot of credit. Because that is some very, very tough work. And Jesus was surrounded by, you know, fishermen. They were used to these boats. But uh, they're out there. They're crossing. Let's just go ahead and start and read. We're in Matthew chapter 8. And uh, we are starting with verse 23. It says, Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Verse 24. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him and said, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed, and they asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Again, storm comes on, absolutely unpredictable. The boat is probably taking on water, and there's Jesus sleeping. See, there wasn't anything that Jesus wasn't in control of. 
even he, though he was sleeping through the whole thing. And, and the fact of the matter is, right, if they had a full revelation of who Jesus was at that point, and think about this for a second. He's going around teaching. He's doing miracles. He's doing more miracles than probably are even being recorded at this time. Uh, we know that to be a fact because it says that he went around performing miracles and we get a taste of a few of them uh, with some of the writings. But if they had known who they were with truly, they could have been sleeping too. Storm was raging, thunder, lightning. And the one thing that they knew as they looked around at all of this, probably huddled together, was that the problem around them was bigger than them. But what they were about to find out is that the storm in their life was not bigger than him, was not bigger than the one who was there sleeping. See, we trust what we see and what we hear more than we trust God many times in our life. And that storm was loud, I'm sure. And it was violent and it was scary. But the loudest and most violent storm is no match for even a resting and quiet God. We have to understand that God is never sleeping on the job, so to speak. And if you notice, Jesus didn't get up scrambling, right? Like I do when I promise my wife I'm not going to fall asleep while we're watching a, Net a Netflix movie or something. She's like, hits me and I'm, I get up, whoa, 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 I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Imagine Jesus said, I'm up, I'm up. And then he stands up, he, he looks and he, he goes, holy smokes, look at this storm. That's not what happened, <laughs> right? Jesus gets up. What does he do? He addresses the problem right away. And it wasn't the storm. Let's go back. And I want you to catch something here. Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples woke him up and said, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He wakes up and he says, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? And then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves. And it was completely calm. He didn't address the storm. He addressed their lack of faith. Today, I don't want to address the storm in your life. And I know there's probably one or two. Or more, and I know it probably looks bigger than you, but it's not bigger than him. We can get to that. And so often, even in ministry, we want to say, Oh, you're dealing with this sickness. Oh, let's let's rebuke that. Oh, you're dealing with you're afraid of fill in the blank here. Oh, let's let's address that. Let's attack the thing. I say attack in quotes. Let's let's address that. Let's rebuke this. Let's hold on. Here's the issue. The issue first, let's address the lack of faith. Not realizing who you have with you in the boat that is your life. Because how many times has God come through for you up until this point?
probably many, many times when you look back. Will he not do it again? And Jesus went around. They watched him. They watched him heal the lepers. They watched him heal the soldiers. They watched him heal the mother-in-laws. And so often we think, yeah, well, I get it. God can do all those things for everybody else. But why don't we believe that he would do it for us, for ourselves? And Jesus healed the smallest virus. And now he's about to heal a giant storm and rebuke it. And he rebukes the wind and the waves after he rebukes the lack of faith. Because the amazing opportunity and the learning moment was that even though they lacked the faith, Jesus came through anyway, right? But the opportunity also that was there, imagine if they let Jesus sleep. Imagine if they sat there and they said, you know what? We got Jesus in the boat. We've got Jesus in this boat. We're fine. By the time they got to the other side, because check this out, the result was going to be the same. It's not like Jesus said, thank you for waking me up. Yeah, I was tired. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you got me up so I could take care of that. They were getting to the other side no matter what. But they put themselves through a period of time of despair, of fear, of worry, of doubt. They could have been praying. They could have been laughing. They could have been doing a lot of things that were more productive than worrying. And that's what I want to speak to you today. What storms do you have in your life that maybe you feel like God's being a little bit quiet on, but you're not acknowledging that you have Jesus in your boat? And if you're worried, if you're struggling, then... Let's address the fear and the lack of faith. And then we address the storm. Because you're going to make it through the other side, no matter what. But what God really wants, as you're on this mission of life, is for you to be able to enjoy and praise and worship and love through the storms and through the clear skies. Let's address that lack of faith. What are you dealing with today? That you have to just say, you know what? Jesus is in my boat. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. And that's what I pray for you this morning. That the peace that surpasses all understanding. Think about that term. The the scripture that says, let the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and guard your mind. It surpasses all understanding because your eyes, your ears, your emotions want to say, I'm going to drown here. You're not going to drown. Jesus is with you in the boat. Let's address that. So I pray the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, to guard your heart and guard your mind and bring you to a place of rest today. And now I speak to the storm that's in your life. Now that we've addressed the lack of faith that we all struggle with from time to time. I speak to that storm. I speak to the sickness and I declare you healed in the name of Jesus. I speak to the addiction and I say be gone in the name of Jesus. I speak to any, any tool of the enemy that's trying to, trying to 
take away your joy, take away your mobility, take away your hope for the future. I speak to it and I say, quiet. You don't know what boat you're hitting up against. It's me, it's you, and Jesus in this boat. And we're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. You're listening to the 1% Christian. I love that you join me each and every day. Remember, 100 starts with 1. So now you have to go out and do something for Christ's sake, right? Be the light today and calm every storm with the Jesus that's in your heart.